I realized again that you're in the company of other people and it's probably polite not to get too deep into those issues regarding you. Um, <laughs> and you're cooking and it sounds like you're you're kind of out of breath. You're doing all kinds of things over there. Okay, are you still making food or are you eating? I, I think we have just, the food is kind of bubbling, simmering now. So. Oh, okay. Food is simmering. All right, so turn, so turn off the stove. Walk outside. No, he's gonna let it simmer. He's gonna let it simmer. Have someone take over as your as your sous chef. Step outside. Light a cigarette. Have a shot or something. It had the makings of a defining voyage. Um, just days after we got married, we left the U.S. In this. Uh, attempt to realign ourselves with you know our truth our values our creativity and yet on the plane this old you know like familiar feeling dawned upon us this feeling that 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 the road doesn't care what your intentions are you know it's a it's it's a natural entity that bends to no one it's it's as open as you are or as brutal as you allow it to be. So as the plane touched, you know, the soil of Spain, our thoughts and, and bodies relaxed, and our blood flowed like music, injected with change. You're listening to Forces and Lovers, a serialized podcast that aims to do one thing, connect authentically to you, the dreamers and seekers of the world who dig deep within. Affirmation and validation come in many forms. We hope this can be one of them for somebody. With any luck, it's you. Now. In Madrid, after being intoxicated by summer nights, uh, outdoor screening of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, meeting anarchists selling books and avoiding this guy shitting right next to their display table, we ended up staying with our Venezuelan host on her terrace until like 4 a.m. talking and drinking wine. Venezuela is super crazy. It's killing him. Right now. Crazy. It's very complicated. It's very expensive. There's nothing. It's like very hard to find. And it, everything that is easy in your everyday life, it's very complicated. You know, it's like I hated Venezuela so much when, for yeah. so long. Yeah. You know, that's why I left so young. And mm -hmm. I have given so much bad energy to that country, you know? <laughs> yeah. In my thoughts, in my. In my experience, you know, and, and then it was like, well, why in the end the world is like a reflection of who you are? You take your home with you anywhere you go in the world, otherwise you're homeless, you know? And I think, uh, you know, you, you have to confront that shit. And sometimes it's easier to confront it on, on, on the road. It's too congested here. It's too, it's too much sometimes when you're, you know, in London or LA or wherever. It's, um, 
it's hard to come up for air. You need that distance and that space. And you need strangers. You know, because that, that was another fa fascinating thing on the road is how many times we would tell a story to someone new and they'd hear something new in it because it, w because it was new to them, but then it became new to us. And we started to see things in our experiences and our, in our um, journey that uh, we might have not been totally aware of before. It's like, it's like listening to a song. Another reason Spain was first on the itinerary was to visit the small town in the Cantabria countryside where Erica's paternal grandfather was born. It's a very pintoresque and it's very nice. Oh. And it's a very good ambiente. Do you know the town called Rio Tuerto? Yes. It's very close to the Cavada, right? Yes, it's very close. It's a Man, it felt like we were in a documentary looking for answers, you know? So I wonder if I should talk to any of these guys. I mean, I don't know how you would... The guy... The guy in the checkered shirt sitting down over to I mean, the right. I don't know how you'd... I don't know how you would approach him. No, I don't think. I mean, you could just walk up there and say, Hey, guys, um... You know... You guys know any add-ons in the area? I'm, you know, I'm from Mexico. I'm visiting. My grandfather was born here. I'll wait here. <laughs> it's feeling, it's feeling, it's feeling better. Perdona. Ah, una. Estoy visitando este lugar y tengo. Sí. So we rode bikes searching for El Cura, who would have had access to the historical records, only to find out that this elder woman had died the day before we arrived, so he wasn't available. No useful information. I don't, yeah, maybe it's just too old. Might just be too old. Okay, well, so he had never heard, he had never heard the name Eran? No. Oh, what was it, so he was just talking about his own family. That's another thing that I realized, because People when I talked to, talk. the, when I talked to the, um, that's why I was stuck, and it was enjoyable, but we started talking so long at the, at the uh, bed and breakfast, because, um, they just started telling me about all their family history, and it was interesting, but it was just like... Because how many tourists ask about that stuff, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, Like, course. that makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. All right, well... All right. The search continues. The search continues. Fuck. Traveling is always about searching. Even though we were hunting for ancestral records, the land found us. It gripped us and intoxicated us with its pulse, its splendor. This is how it goes. You never quite get what you expect. It's not there. 
reporter's not there. Don't get it, don't, don't get it all cool for school. This is a real beautiful. I don't, I'm just not very eloquent right now. You don't I'm have tired. to be. You don't have to be. Ow. It was like we're sitting here and it was such a nice moment and we're enjoying and we're relaxing we're having a nice conversation and then it was kind of abruptly changed when you hit record well now you know how people feel i know, you know it's not good when you throw that's out why microphone well that's why we that's why we haven't been doing that we haven't been recording as many conversations as we could yeah, but this is us i know but it's still similar because we were still having a nice moment and then it just makes you think like oh okay and then that's why i had you said like your voice changed, da 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 da. That's why. Oh, you gotta work on that, dude. So do you. Your little intro was awful. It wasn't an intro. Yes, it was. Whatever that was, was horrible. So I'm sitting here, I'm talking to Erica. You never used my. That was so unnatural. We don't use each other's names. As travelers, we're always on the lookout for authenticity from the places we visit and, and the locals, of course. But authenticity can also come in the form of other travelers. You know, a, a nomadic French hippie. Yeah. When you're home, you're free too. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't And when you yeah. travel, you're free. Yeah, exactly. When I so, travel, it's more for see another thing, to yeah, feel yeah. another way, to meet other people. But yeah. And I don't need to travel to be free or yeah. to be, I don't know, say, happy. Yeah. 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 Or, uh, or a British Nigerian with an ethereal voice. Wait, what is exactly is the question? I guess my question is, did travel, did being in Pi all those months being away from all the people that you knew that maybe i mean i know there's a lot of you know nigerian jesus colonizing guilt that you were probably brought up with as as most as most of us are in different ways but were you able to confront some of the trauma that maybe allowed you for many many years to deny your queer identity did did travel open that up? Did it allow it to blossom in a way? I don't know, man. Like we, some some travelers in the U.S., for example, they will work in a place like Los Angeles or New York, and they'll be a bar like um, um, a bartender or a server, and they'll make very very good money, and they won't spend money on going out to party or drink, they'll just save all their money yeah. and then they'll leave for six months and travel. Yeah. And then they'll come back and then they'll do it again. And it's like, it's like, um, it's very difficult in the US to find that kind of balance that you have achieved yeah, yeah. in a very short time, yeah. Yeah, really a lot for yeah. this traveling, for this travel, yeah, I work like a slave, yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, yeah, 14 hours per day in restoration for six months, oh. right, with no weekend, no life, and Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so there are some parallels. Yeah. There are some parallels. Yeah, we have to. 
lifelong bond in such a short time. You give yourself up to it because the urgency of both your lives in that moment depends upon it. It's a reoccurring cycle of faith in humanity. It overflows and then it's over. You depart on the train, scheduled for morning mist and mystery. How many people do you feel like you met who were searching for something and you connected with them over that versus how how many people you felt you met that were running away? Or just assholes. Or just assholes. Um, I, I don't, I mean, mostly just assholes. 
mostly just ads. <laughs> We've been on trips like this before. Traveling this way can get addicting. When you're back home, faces and images begin to fade, but a real churning happens deep within. It takes months, years to process this kind of twisting, this kind of change. so crazy that so much has happened since um, you were here staying on our couch like two years ago it was a, it, can you believe that it was two years ago it's crazy yeah it was 2015 yeah it's crazy it's crazy it was exactly that that time uh, I kind of just after leaving your place I ended up in Mexico met this guy and this guy brought me here to like we, we gave traveled here together to to, uh, to Guatemala and because of that I'm now here basically that's insane, yeah. So how did it, like, how did everything happen? Because, like, it's been really interesting to see it from our perspective, like, to just be like, oh, shit, Oliver's getting into some real stuff with this mushroom thing, and oh, my God, look, yeah. it's growing, and oh, my God, look, an academy, and oh, my God, like, all of a sudden things just seem to happen for you in a really fast and, like, really, like, powerful way. So then you guys were just hitchhiking. We hitchhiked, yeah, and, and he had um, some unfinished business with his with his uh, kind of ex girlfriend at yeah. that time, and then he's like, uh, he talked at some point in a Skype or something, and said like, I'd like, hey, he's in, they might be in Guatemala, like they're leaving soon, Lake Atitlan, but they might be there, and I'm like, you know, like, <laughs> you wanna if you wanna go there, like I have absolutely no destination right now. I'm happy going everywhere. Let's let's go to Guatemala. We really were traveling without money, and in any moment somebody gave us money, we only bought the food we needed for that day, and then rest of it gave away on the street people. So it was really like, we intentionally were without money. Wow. It was, it, was, it was amazing, it was just like magic was constantly happening around you, like you're sitting on a street corner and somebody comes and gives you food. I've been traveling for five years and I, I think I found a place where I would like to stay a little bit longer and, and it's been on my mind before that I would like to grow mushrooms. And another another like two, three after that, somebody offered the land. It's like, oh, there's a, oh you want to do mushroom project? Here you go, I have land. Like everything, everything started here, there. Like we, we, we were like three of us first yeah. on the land. Landed nothing. Like we were basically outside. We didn't even have tents. We just like we were just camping outside. Wow. And somebody says like, "Hey, like my friend is coming from Mexico. And he's he's been working in a mushroom farm in Mexico. And you guys want to meet him because you guys are starting a mushroom project." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And then when I met him, it is the same guy that uh, a year ago took us uh, to live in his house. Like, no eight fucking of us. way. It was just like it was like many people manifesting the same thing like. Another blessing, like these things, they just keep coming and keep coming, and so like I really feel like we're in a yeah. right path. You're where you're supposed to be for sure. Yeah, that's incredible. So how did you like? What I'm interested in is like you know because you were traveling, you were traveling for five years, like just kind of going through. Like how do you feel like you got to this point where? you um believed in your idea enough to really just like 
manifest it? Like, how did you, what was that transformation like when you were like, you know what I mean? Like, how did you focus? How did you find that focus? Because I know you and I have similar personality types where we like, you know, we like to travel, we like so many things, but sometimes to just set on one thing can be challenging, you know? Yeah. So how did you like, how did you find that? That's a big question. Yeah. I mean, like, when when I first met you guys, not, not, yeah, when I kind of first met you guys, I wasn't there yet. Like, we met in Cambodia, I remember. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so I, I was like, I was just on the verge of that. I was kind of like, I was still doing my thing. And then maybe like a month after that, this click kind of happened. Yeah. This, this, this click uh, started with, uh, by kind of like me being in a place and realizing that it's kind of a weird place. And it's, it was similar. I was running, running out of money and I was just like, oh, I'm in middle of like Asia, running out of money. I'm going to like Vietnam. I have no idea what's going on. How do I get anywhere? And then there was this feeling of like, you know what? I've been traveling for a while around the world and I've been in weird situations. And there's one common thread about all of my situations, however weird they are, is that everything is always all right at the end. Yeah, so and true. That, so that I had this like this huge feeling of trust and of like, yeah, I'm just, I kind of like surrendered. Of, like what happens, happens. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then everything happened in a beautiful way. And. Like uh, same thing, I hadn't like I didn't have food in, in the morning. I was like okay, and then I just played guitar and asked somebody for bread, and they gave me bread. And then I was I was really I was really like grateful. I was deeply grateful for a piece of bread because I didn't have it. Yeah. And but uh, but just the feeling of gratitude itself created some kind of like just kind of magical feeling. Like so it wasn't the bread itself, but the feeling of gratitude was like that created this. This magical feeling that I was just like I was kind of floating, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, and then like I got like just messages from my friends like oh come to the states I buy you all the tickets I found you a place to live and then, like suddenly everything worked out super well, and from there I just I started following this I was like okay what's happening I'm gonna pay attention and I'm just gonna follow the flow yeah and uh, yeah then then from there again I ended up in your place again and then I ended up on a boat and all all this stuff happened yeah and uh, I mean like. So that I think that the most, like, there's, there's just two things that happened. Because, like, while being in the States, I figured it out. Like, not, I didn't figure it out. I had questions, and I asked this question. I was like, why is this happening? What's going on? Yeah. And, like, there was, there was two things that were going on. One was uh, I was willing to uh, kind of surrender, and, and surrendering meant also that I was willing to grow through pain. Yeah. If, if, if my path had pain on it, that, that would be fine. And the other other bad was like that I found this this gratitude of like like being grateful for what I have and and kind of having that that as a practice of like really like finding these things and then like and when when I get the feeling of gratitude then then like expanding this and like amplifying this and and that that these two things like willingness to surrender to whatever life has to offer to you and yeah and the gratitude were the two things that brought this kind of stuff to me yeah I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think surrender is such a hard thing for so many people to really, really feel, like feel in your body, like just like, and it's so liberating when you get to that place where you're really just like, like what you said, you're like, you know what, I know I'm going to be fine, I have to trust that I'm being taken care of, I have to trust in the love and abundance that's around me and let it come my way like I need to receive all of the the good receive the abundance you know and then when you have that open it's incredible what starts happening
After Spain for us was Morocco, then Vienna, Prague, Berlin. It was a blur full of high peaks of beauty and pitfalls where our exhaustion got the better of us. But the real point of this trip awaits. It is in Thailand. It is in a small village in the north. It is there that we'll be able to fall backward into nature and finally focus on the creative work we set out to do. Forces and Lovers is hosted, produced, and edited by Erica and Jonathan Duella, with music by Julian Borrego. If you'd like to find out more about what our friend Oliver is up to in Guatemala, check out the Fungi Academy, a mushroom education center and creative co-living space nestled in the hills above mystical Lake Atitlan. Visit FungiAcademy.com to learn more. We've been hearing your thoughts and feedback and encourage you to send more and say more. The ideas we explore are not ours. They belong to everyone. Share and spread the word by reviewing us on iTunes and telling your friends about our show. Visit us at forcesandlovers.org and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just pretend that you're... Um, yeah, I, I know. You got it. You're talking to someone. Visualize who you want to be talking to. You want to talk to Adrian? So Can we hit the lights? Who do you want to talk to? I know who I'm talking to. Who are you talking to? You're the director, not my psychologist. I know. Who I, I know my job. Okay.